Hey everybody, this is Pastor Chad. Today is January 1st, 2023. Welcome to The Way Radio Live, The Way R122 Ministry Live. Uh, I've been replaying old sermons, uh, previous sermons, I guess you might say, um, for the last month or so. Uh, really just trying to get caught up on a lot of stuff, uh, going through some changes right now, praying about and figuring out uh, which direction I should be working in the ministry in the coming year, but I'm uh, motivated again to start recording weekly. Um, and I hope it's a blessing to everybody that listens. I know on Facebook, basically, there's really no audience, uh, but we do have a, a great audience that I'm very thankful for and grateful for that listens to the podcast, which is what this recording is for, is to publish on the podcast. But I pray that our audience on Facebook does grow and that more people uh, join us on Sundays. Um, today is January 1st, 2023, New Year's Day. Uh, so Happy New Year, everybody. It's a day when a lot of people enter into New Year's resolutions, things we want to change, things we want to uh, improve upon. And uh, I'm going to comment that the sermon has a lot to do with that. Um, the one thing I'm really doing that I'm excited about is my son Wyatt and I have entered into a contest where we're going to see who can be the first one to reach a thousand miles, either by walking, hiking, or running this year. Um, I wear a Fitbit. He has a watch that tracks his mileage. And we do a lot of hiking together. We'll probably start running together more. Uh, but uh, something I'm excited about because I've always loved running. Uh, one of the best ways that you can fight off, you know, the things that we deal with as we get older is simply by moving, by being active, uh, by being energetic and hiking, running, uh, walking is one of the best ways to do that. So um, excited to do that this year. The title of the message is Mustard Seed and Leaven in the New Year, and it's based on Matthew 13, 31 through 33. So let's pray and we'll get right into today's message. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this new opportunity of a new year uh, to see what the year holds for us. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity to preach your word, to share the gospel, the message of the gospel with those that are listening and those that will listen and watch this video or listen to the podcast. Uh, Lord, uh, we're in a world that is going through a lot of tumultuous times. There's a lot of chaos, uh, uncertainty, a lot of lies and darkness in this world. And I hope that as Christians, the one thing that we really see in the coming year is that we do not have to be really affected by that, especially in a spiritual sense, that we can continue to shine brighter with your light, to serve you with more uh, zeal, more fervency, and to be uh, more powerful in the work of your kingdom. And I just pray that, pray that you'd bless this message today and that you do a mighty work through it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mustard seed and leaven in the new year, based on Matthew 13, 31 through 33. So let's read that. Turn to Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 31. It says, he put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come 
and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Sorry, I lost my place here. Oh, that's the last verse. I'll repeat that last verse. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. So an introduction, really, what I hope to accomplish with this message today is that I hope uh, this message will bless us with a simple hope for what we might accomplish eternally in the coming year. A simple hope worked out through seemingly small acts of grace, blessed by the Lord, working through them. These parables that we just read, the mustard seed and leaven, these parables should be the inspiration for our 2023 resolutions, because resolutions grounded in an eternal purpose are much more effective, stand a much, much better chance of being carried out, and they have an eternal result. Most resolutions fail because they are me-centered. If you listen to people's resolutions year in and year out, very common resolutions are, I'm going to work out more, so I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to lose a certain amount of weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that to improve myself, my health, whatever it is, make more money. Nothing's wrong with those things, but people typically, more often than not, fail at those things because they're trying to make a radical change of something that they probably were not really doing in the past and to make that, that sharp turn into that change and make it last throughout the year. But really, it's a proper attitude that will bring about lasting change. When I talk about my son and I entering into this contest, um, it's not something that I've never done before. I've run for the last, I think, 18 years up until about six months ago. Uh, we were really struggling. The ministry was just losing support like crazy because of what was going on economically. Um, and due to financial pressures, I had to take a part-time job for a while. It was a very hard job physically. I didn't like it. It really, uh, I really struggled with it. Um, it took away a lot of the time that I had to, to work in the ministry and to focus on our business. Praise the Lord, he's turned things around for us, and I've been able to leave that job in the last month and to focus again 100% on our business, and on ministry, and move forward in that. Things are still a bit challenging, but they are way better than they were before. But because of the physical demands of that job, I was not able to run, and it's the first time, like I said, in 18 years that I really had not been regularly at least, you know, walking every day, hiking or running. And I'm excited to get back into that. But the point is, it's not like I'm saying I'm going to enter into this and it's not something that I have no familiar familiarity with or that I've ever done before. So, but the point I was trying to make is most resolutions fail because they are me-centered. And what you'll see in this message is if we can look at a higher purpose that we're trying to make a resolution for, we'll have much more inspiration much more drive, much more zeal, much more fervency in carrying through with it because we'll see that the reward is much greater than anything that we could even benefit from on this plane. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. That can be your daily job. That can be running. That can be working out. But do it all to, to the glory of God and somehow channel it into 
serving God's kingdom and the cause of the gospel. Make your resolutions to the glory of God and they will succeed. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men in everything that we do. As these parables show, by observing God's, this is sort of a side note here that I think was interesting to consider. As these parables show, by, observe, by observing God's creation, we will see the gospel and lessons of the kingdom all around us. If God's word is in our hearts, we will see it portrayed everywhere in soil. If you go out for a run and you trail run, which is what I like to do, and you see soil, you see a garden, you run through you know, an area with crops or whatever. I live in Idaho, so you see a lot of things growing. That may bring to mind the teaching of the parable of the soils. And we want to be the good soil that's bringing forth fruit for God's kingdom. Useful plants and troublesome weeds. You may run by that garden plot and see beautiful crops sprouting up and growing, but in their midst, we see weeds that are striving to choke them out and they're, that are causing problems within the garden. That's a picture of the world and of much of what we struggle with in the church. We were told that from the beginning, the weeds would grow up with, the, the plants would grow up with the weeds. Seeds and leaven that we're referring to today, a mustard seed and leaven. We see them reflected as examples of how the gospel works in this world in the kingdom of God. Trees. We see a trunk of a tree with the branches and then the, the leaves springing off from it. And we can see that that could represent Christ as that trunk that everything grows out from. Water, the water of life, the water of living water, the, the river of living water that Christ pours into us. The cycle of the seasons. Right now we are in, a, in, the, in the winter, especially up here in a place like Idaho, which is just beautiful in the spring and summer and in the fall. In the winter, all the leaves are gone. Things become brown and barren, but there's still a beauty to it. But in a few months, we will see that cycle of life return that represents the new birth that we have in Jesus Christ. So the gospel and our relationship with Christ is reflected in so many ways in the world around us if we're just in tune to see it. Jesus shows us in the parables of the mustard seed and the leaven, the mysterious and powerful ways his kingdom grows through the message of the gospel. The parables of the mustard seed and leaven apply personally in our own hearts, in our families, in our workplaces, our churches, our communities, and out into the world. Both parables represent progress, but in different ways. The mustard seed represents the growth of the gospel in the world. The leaven represents the transforming change the gospel makes in the hearts of believers. Now consider that a mustard seed is about the size of the tip of a pencil lead. Think how small that is. It's tiny. The mustard seed, even as minuscule as it is, when planted in the soil and watered and nurtured, sprouts and becomes a large and magnificent tree. It becomes huge. Consider what it is in the beginning compared to what it is in the end. The tiny seed becoming the massive tree, the seed that was so small that a bird might not even notice it. Yet when grown, birds take shelter and make their homes in its branches. The gospel and the kingdom of God quite often appear to the world as minuscule and insignificant as a mustard seed. 
During Jesus's re, uh, during Jesus's incarnation, Rome controlled most of the world. Politics, commerce, religion, power struggles, and current events would have seemed much more important than a homeless rabbi and his few followers. But because of that rabbi, the world has never been the same. Rome fell, but Christ lives on victoriously, and his church continues to turn the world upside down. 1 John 2, 16-17 says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. As birds who never noticed a mustard seed may come to seek shelter in the branches of the tree it becomes, so also many who take no notice of Christ and the gospel, who brush him off as insignificant, flee to him for shelter and protection when the storms begin to rage. There's a quote that's attributed to Dwight D. Eisenhower that says, There are no atheists in foxholes. It is easy for the worldly to reject God when they feel safe and there are no visible threats. But what happens when the worldly comforts and security they place their faith in are blown away and they are left naked and exposed to to dangers and forced to consider what happens after death? We must come to the end of ourselves to come to the cross of Jesus Christ. Matthew 5, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, I've been working on some notes for a message I plan on eventually preaching, and it's it's basically worldly wisdom versus godly wisdom. And the reason I've been really intrigued by that is, is obviously, as a Christian and as a pastor, I've studied Christian wisdom for years. Uh, and I've also studied worldly wisdom. There's a lot of great books by what who are not classified as Christian authors that I've always enjoyed reading. But what I've really been diving into for about the last year or so is really listening to a lot of well-respected, I guess you could say secular, philosophical thinkers and leaders. I've learned a lot from them. But what fascinates me is the ones that are clearly not Christian, they always just fall short of answering the big questions. And often you can sense that there is just something that they know they're still seeking for, looking for. And in some, you you sense this arrogance that they feel like they know it all, whether that they think they've discovered everything through science or philosophy or whatever it is. And that question comes to mind, what will be this person's condition when faced with a horrific circumstance or death? Will they cling to this belief that they claim to have faith in? Something interesting to consider. The leaven that Christ speaks of would have been a small piece of fermented dough from previous baking that was kneaded into a new batch of dough. The leaven would imperceptibly permeate the entire lump of dough, transforming it and making it rise. So by putting this little piece of leaven into the dough, it changes the whole lump of dough. Just as leaven works in an unseen way, the work of the kingdom is hidden from view. It works from the inside out, just as the gospel does in the hearts of believers. 1 Peter 1.23 says, Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. 
And Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. How do we keep our hearts with all vigilance? We live prayerfully, purposefully, per, uh, with a sense of mission. And we strive to move toward conforming to the image of Christ and living in a way that's pleasing to him and, and, and as he would live. Protecting our hearts, living with discernment, not giving in to the pressures of this world, but striving to be conformed to Christ and not being conformed to this world. Living in such a way, that in itself should be the New Year's resolution of every Christian, regardless of any other resolutions that they might take on. The Spirit changes hearts in a mysterious way that cannot that we cannot understand, just as leaven works in a way that, that we cannot see or fully grasp. The Spirit works in a way that we cannot understand. Romans 11, 33 through 34 says, Oh, the depth, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? I love the picture of that. The depth of the riches and the wisdom of the knowledge of God. It's a lifelong pursuit to even scratch the surface of what we're what we're hearing about here, to start to understand the mind, the purposes, the mystery, the gospel of God. Following Christ is an adventure in faith, both in our lives and in the lives of, Lord, of those the Lord leads us to. Matthew 17, 20 says, For truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I think one of the things that we will look back from when we are with the Lord in his kingdom eternally is how little we practiced our faith here, how little faith we truly had. Because the things that he promises that we can do if we just have a little bit of faith are beyond anything most people ever even accomplish. I know I never get that close to it. Think about that. The power and work of God begin on the inside and may not manifest on the outside for a very long time. This is where faith comes into our work and ministry. We must have faith and wait upon the Lord. This is contrary to this world that is obsessed with instant results and gratification. Remember the parables of the mustard seed and the leaven as we pray for those who seem blind and deaf to the gospel. God will do his work in mysterious and powerful ways. Mark 4, 26 through 27 says, And he said, The kingdom of God, as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, he knows not how. Folks, this is taking so much pressure off of us. We do not have to keep score, quantify, tally up what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. We simply go out and just try to live as close as we can to being conformed to the image of Christ, living as he would, sharing the gospel at every opportunity, and doing the best we can, and let God take care of the results. The pressure of that is off of our shoulders because he is the one that will use what we do to bring about the, require, the result that he has set for it. The Lord continues to work in us after we are born again. Watering, feeding, nurturing, 
pruning, etc. He brings us to blossom and uses us to carry the mustard seed of the gospel to others. <clears throat> when the gospel affects the heart, the whole being and life are changed more and more and more. Psalm 119, 130 says, the unfolding of your word gives light and imparts understanding to the simple, the unfolding of your word. Anybody that's been a Christian for years will tell you that every time they open up the Bible, it's a new adventure. I, I, I have been reading the Bible every day for years. And when I open up and are, like I'm reading the book of Luke right now, it's like I've never read it. More new things are coming forth from it. Let the word feed and nurture you and you will be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Colossians 3.10 says, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And Romans 8.29 says, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Consider the, consider the mustard seed and Jesus. How many really noticed his birth? How many really noticed his crucifixion? How many really paid any attention to where he was buried? How many really paid any attention to uneducated Galilean fishermen proclaiming the gospel after Christ's ascension? Yet Christ, born in the most humble and unremarkable circumstances, is the Savior of the world. His church, starting out in the world as noticeable as a mustard seed, has become a beautiful tree with branches reaching out all over the world. His gospel, like leaven, has spread his life into the hearts of believers and on through them to those he continues to call. So maybe for 2023, rather than making big plans and grand resolutions, consider making simple plans and small resolutions. Maybe just decide to sprinkle little mustard seeds of the gospel wherever you go into the lives of those people the Lord puts into your path this year. You will see the results of such a resolution when you have left this world and go to see what the Lord has done with all the seeds you have sown through the years. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you truly would bless each one of us with opportunities to share the seed of the gospel, to plant the seed of the gospel at every opportunity that you would put unbelievers in our paths that need to hear your word so that they can see the light in the darkness, that believers will be put in our path that we can share an encouraging word with, that we might be able to, to share the message of the gospel with and remind them of what we're looking forward to so that their spirits would be lifted if they are struggling. And for those that are ill, that you would help us to share a comforting word with them and help them to keep their eyes on eternity and not be weighed down by what they're going through in this life. May you be praised and glorified and honored in the coming year. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, I want to thank you for being here today. If you get a chance, visit our website at the way r 122org Whoops, I forgot to share the screen. Let's do that. Here we go. Visit our website at the way r122.org. Subscribe to the podcast at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Just search for the way radio and the search field. You can listen to us. You can watch the videos the following week. They're published on Rumble at the way r122. That's since June of 2021. Any sermons before that are still on YouTube and you can find us there at the way ministry church. 
If you could, please prayerfully consider donating to the ministry at the way r122.org. Just go to the donate page and you can do so there. We need all the help we can get. I have great plans for this year and the Lord has been blessing us and I know he will continue to do so. And I want to thank all of those that have been faithfully supporting us over the years through the previous year and enable me to keep doing what I do uh, in ministry. Uh, they have been just such a blessing and I thank the Lord for them. All right, you guys have an awesome day. Best wishes for a, a great 2023. And God willing, I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. God bless.